Hello and welcome to 99% Fad Free, the nutrition and health podcast. I'm your host Tara Leong. I'm a nutritionist and I do love to cook. And that's why today I'm doing something brand new here for the podcast. I am going to teach you how to cook my version of spaghetti bolognese or bolognese sauce. All that you're going to need to do is put your headphones on or stream me through your Bluetooth speaker and hop into the kitchen. And then you can cook with me in real time as I run you through how I make a bolognese sauce. I always make up a big batch of bolognese sauce throughout the week because it's just so versatile. It freezes really well. That's why I always make a double batch and I will serve half of it for dinner that night, but then chuck the rest in the freezer. What do I like to do with the bolognese sauce? Well, I like to serve it with pasta. I like to put it even on a sandwich cold. Isn't that strange? I know, but it's one of my childhood favorites. I like to use this bolognese for taco fillings, burrito fillings, uh, lasagna filling, or even just to put into a lovely roast potato um, as a stuffed stuffed potato. Delicious. Yeah, it's just so versatile. And towards the end, I'll give you options of how to add different vegetables into the mixture. All right, let's get cooking. Okay, so first step is to get all of your ingredients ready so you're not rushing around the kitchen. All of the ingredients are in the show notes. First thing you need is your mincemeat. Uh, about 500 grams and look if you have less than that and you've only got 400 or 350 or 450 it doesn't matter it's okay with recipes it's fine you know just go with the flow so I've got my beef mince I've got some garlic I've got a small onion and a little bit of dried oregano or oregano as us Aussies call it but that's totally optional, the oregano just adds more flavor. I've got a 400 gram uh, can of tomatoes and then I've got some tomato paste and I don't always put tomato paste in my bolognese either because I don't always have it. So that's optional. If you don't have it, you can still make this. I'm gonna get started now on chopping the onion. Taking the skin off. If you're making this for kids or even adults that are a little bit fussy, what you'll find is a lot of people, they actually like the flavour of onion but not the texture of onion. So I always find with my cooking, if I can cut it quite finely, I find that more people enjoy the food. Finally, dice your onion. Watch your fingers. I've just diced about half of the onion now and I've put my pan on the heat. 
What I'm going to do is turn that heat onto medium now and put about four or five tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil into the pan so that that can warm up nicely ready for our onion. Great thing about podcasts is that if you get behind, you can simply rewind, go back. The next thing I'm going to do now is get two cloves of garlic and I'm going to finely dice those as well. If you don't have any garlic, you can use store-bought garlic that's in the jar. And I will confess, I've always got a jar of that as backup in the fridge. And another thing I have as backup in the fridge is dried garlic, um, garlic powder. So dice those quite small. Your pan should be on the stove. That's my daughter, she's watching Netflix. Chopping up the garlic. Nice and fine. All done and keep it sort of a little bit separate. I actually like to add my garlic in after the onion is cooked a little bit. I really hate overcooked garlic. It can become quite bitter and astringent if you spend too much time cooking it okay so I've walked over now to my pan and the oil is nice and warm and now I'm going to put the onion in the pan now you can hear that it's not sizzling 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 away I actually want the oil not to be frying the onion and I'll tell you why because I'll probably walk away from the pan and then burn the onion <laughs> but cooking onions slowly really brings out the beautiful flavor if you're finding that it's just not cooking fast enough you can certainly just turn up the heat So this recipe actually is very, very basic, very simple, and then you can make it more nutritious just by adding some vegetables in once your bolognese is cooked. And I'll talk about that at the end. I'm just going to turn the heat of my pan up a little bit so that the onion cooks a little faster. Hopefully your onion is starting to cook away and you've got your garlic separate. You haven't put that in yet. 
Don't worry if you have, doesn't matter. This is just the way I like to do it, that's all. Hey, while you're cooking, it would be awesome if you took a picture and you were able to upload it to Insta or Facebook or um, TikTok even. Uh, just tag me at the Nutrition Guru and the Chef. I would love to see you in the kitchen making this. It'd be amazing. While we're waiting for the onion to cook, looking forward, what we're going to be doing is adding the garlic into the pan. Then we'll be adding a little bit of tomato paste and then we'll add the meat. I'm going to the cupboard now to look for my tomatoes, tinned tomatoes. There we go. Can you hear the my onion sizzling? Mm, smells amazing. What you want to be doing with the onion is cooking it until it's uh, gone what's called translucent. So a little bit see-through. And we certainly don't want to burn the onion or even make it really, really brown. We just like it to be lovely and yellowish, white, gold, a little bit of gold. The trick here is actually to use a decent amount of olive oil. Don't skimp on the olive oil. Remember that research now shows that extra virgin olive oil is actually perfectly fine to cook on high temperatures or medium temperatures with. Remember the Mediterraneans love their olive oil. It's one of the healthiest ways that you can eat. My onion is still browning. How's your go yours going? If yours is already quite brown and ready to go, what you can do is just uh, fast forward, I guess, until the next bit. This is Cooking in Real Time with me. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you're having a nice time in your own kitchen. My kitchen is really small. A lot of people think because I love cooking and I'm into food and nutrition and husband is a chef that we've got a fancy kitchen, but we really don't. It's a very small, basic kitchen. Does everything we need it to. We've got very little bench space. My dream kitchen would be a little bit larger than what we've got. Okay, so my onion is starting to now go a little bit brown. This is the time where I am going to put in the garlic so that that can sweat off a little bit in the oil. Remember that this is actually going to cook for a couple of hours with the meat to bring out all the flavours. So you don't have to worry that your onion or garlic will be undercooked. 
I've got it in a decent amount of olive oil and hopefully you do too. If you don't and it's a bit dry, just add some more. So you can hear the gentle simmering away of that onion. It's not a frying on the bottom of the pan. I'm moving it around a little bit. Just a little. So if you've got tomato paste, get that ready now. If you don't, don't worry about it. You can skip this step. I'm gonna use about a tablespoon. As I said before, I actually don't always use tomato paste because quite often I just don't have it. The thing with tomato paste is you do have to cook what's called cook it off. So you can't really add it in to the mixture at the end. Otherwise it's, it's almost a bit raw and it will taste quite strange. There we go. So I've added in the tomato paste now with the onion and the garlic. Okay, now it's starting to taste good. Well, not taste good. I should say smell good. I'm, lo I'm, t I'm looking with my eyes. Mm. Maybe one more minute. Now here's my trick when you're adding the meat. Get all your onion and garlic and tomato paste and push it out to the side. You want as much surface area as you can get for your meat so that it doesn't boil. You want as much surface area to brown the meat as soon as you pop it into your pan. Otherwise it just boils and it does actually taste quite strange. Okay, so I've pushed all my garlic and onion out to the side and made a big space for the meat to go in. So grab your meat and here's the trick. I just take the meat and I just put it into the pan. Are you ready? Let's go. And leave it. Don't break it up. Don't move it around with the wooden spoon. Just leave it. Almost like a big burger patty. Just leave it to cook all on the outside, that side that you've actually put into the pan. Listen to that. You want this meat to brown as much as you can, to caramelise almost. You don't want the meat to become grey and watery and gluggy and the best way that you can do that is to seal it almost like you would actually a steak. I'm going to leave that for a minute longer and during that time I'm actually going to go to the cupboard and I'm going to get a beater. So you know how you have your electric beaters and you whip your egg whites and things like that with them in the motorised machine, uh, handheld electric mixer. I just grab one of those beaters and that's what I use to break up the meat. 
You don't have to use that. You can just use a wooden spoon or a fork or a knife or whatever you want to do. Okay, so have a little look how your meat's going. Oh, mine's looking lovely and brown. Now what I'm going to do is actually now start to break the meat up. You can hear that? So off you go. Now, break your meat up, you've increased the surface area again. So now don't push it all around, just leave it again to fry off. So I'm standing here and I'm just leaving it be. If I wasn't cooking with you guys and recording this and cooking along with you, I'd probably just head over to the sink now and wash up a few things or put some dishes away. <laughs> Have a sip of wine maybe. <laughs> Make a cup of tea. So my meat is actually now browning. It's looking really, really, really good. I've just realized instead of my canned tomatoes, I've actually grabbed a can of tomato soup. <laughs> so I'm just going to head out now to where I store all my canned stuff. And I'm going to look for my canned tomatoes. But you keep an eye on your meat and make sure it doesn't burn. Dear me, I, it looks like I've actually bought, instead of a can of tomatoes, I've actually bought a can of tomato soup because I just, all I've got in my kitchen is tomato soup for some reason. No, here they are, yes, woohoo. Okay, I am ready. Now that's sizzling away, you can hear that, right? Right. Now I'm gonna get the wooden spoon and just slowly sort of stir that, flip it around so that all the bits that aren't cooking can start to cook. And we're actually almost at the end, you know. I hope you've found these little tips as to how I make my bolognese useful. We're almost there. Just breaking up some of the larger pieces. Sometimes when you buy mints from the supermarket, it does have quite a lot of water added to it. And when you start to fry it off, the water will start to come out and into the pan. If you find that your meat is sitting in too much water, drain it off. Don't let the meat kind of um, boil away in the water. You'll just end up with this boiled, spaghetti like boiled bolognese sauce you really do want that browning and the caramelization 
I'm gonna be so controversial right now. So controversial. I'm actually gonna add half a teaspoon of sugar. Tell you why I do this. I find tomatoes extremely acidic, like really acidic. That's just the way my brain registers them. <laughs> um, and so to my bolognese, I do add a tiny bit of sugar. <laughs> Lucy Bell, Lucy Bell, shh, from mum, good girl. Thank you, darling. Now I've just added that sugar in. My meat is nice and brown. If your meat is not browning, just turn up your element. So turn up the temperature on the stove. If you're getting too much water, get rid of some of it. And now, hopefully you're up to the same part as me. We're ready to add your crushed tomatoes. If you're not, if, if you're if your meat hasn't browned enough yet, that's okay. Just press pause and when your meat is ready, press play again to listen for the next step. Alrighty, so my crushed tomatoes. So canned tomatoes you can use um, any. You can use whole or crushed or diced, it doesn't matter. There we go, look at that. Smells amazing. Hope yours smells good. Okay, so we've got the crushed tomatoes in there. Now all I'm going to do is get about a teaspoon of dried oregano or oregano as us Aussies say. I'm going to sprinkle that in there. Yum. When you have it dried, it just tastes amazing. What I'm using actually right now is um, some dried oregano from Italy that my next door neighbor, Ruby, and beautiful friend. She's actually Italian. She got this for me and it's just beautiful. Okay, you can hear it bubbling away now. So my heat is still on quite high, but I'm gonna turn that down now, just to low. And I'm going to let that bubble away. If you needed to serve this really quickly, so you know, if, if you're planning to serve it for dinner very soon, cook it for at least 20 minutes and then serve. But if you've got enough time, Cook it for about two hours on low. That brings out the beautiful flavor. It makes a beautiful bolognese. Just keep checking it because you might find that all the liquid evaporates. And in that case, just add some extra water to the pan. Or you could also use some stock or some stock powder with a little bit of water. Okay, so I'm gonna put my big lid on and what that does is that traps in the steam coming up from the cooking 
and it puts the moist keeps the moisture from evaporating from the pan and the mixture burning and becoming dry. So pop a lid on, leave it for 20 minutes if you want to serve it now <laughs> or let it go for about two hours and see what magic you can come up with. Okay, so if you want to add some veggies to your bolognese, here are my tips. What I do is I grate a zucchini, I grate a carrot, and I grab a cup full of frozen peas. When the bolognese is cooked, and I'm about to serve it, five minutes before serving it, I will throw the vegetables in and cook it at low heat. This is enough to cook the veggies without overcooking them and making them really mushy. And it's a great way to add some vegetables into something that normally doesn't have veggies. Oh, the other thing I like to do is throw in at the very last minute, just before serving, either some frozen spinach or fresh spinach or baby spinach leaves. Delicious. Thanks so much for joining me for our first ever cooking episode. I hope you liked it and upload any photos you've got and tag me using at the nutrition guru and the chef on Facebook or Insta or TikTok. Um, love to see what you created. Um, chuck your bolognese in the freezer. It freezes really well and go kind of nuts with trying to add as many different vegetables in as you can and just see what you come up with. Don't be too scared. <laughs> All right, happy cooking, happy eating. See you next time.